Good morning, Sheila. How are you this morning? I'm great, Wayne. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. And welcome, everyone, to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne, where we talk about communication skills and verbs as we are attempting to change the world in a positive manner, right. one verb at a time. <laughs> and Sheila and everyone else, welcome to episode number 71. 71. Yay, go us. Go us. <laughs> and what is our verb for today, Sheila? Today's verb is to finish, which ah. has two definitions here, and I know you've got more. The first I have written down is to bring a task or activity to an end. And the second is to complete the manufacture of or decoration of by giving it an attractive appearance. Ah, okay. Well, I have two others that okay. are different from yours, so I won't say the... <laughs> The ones that you just said, okay. but I, I have to eat, drink, or use something completely so that none remains, mm -hmm. and uh. and to come to an end of a course, task, or undertaking. Wayne, I do have a pop quiz question. Okay. Um, so we will answer this. At, I'll answer this at the end of the show, uh, but what percentage of Americans with Alzheimer's are female. Ooh, okay. So we'll huh. touch base on that at the end of the show. And you're welcome to give your guests at any time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I did notice that the history of the word to finish goes back to the Latin finir in the, in the 13th century, they said, which is to limit or to put an end to. So it's always interesting that a word lasts that long with pretty much the same meaning. Absolutely. It is. And and it's what's so fun is as we get to research these verbs every week, we do continue to learn tidbits about the verbs that possibly we didn't know. And like right. you just said, um, wow, this has lasted through the ages. Yeah. And yes. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yes. Yeah. Now, when we first selected this verb finish, mm -hmm. I was excited. Okay. Because I said, well, what a fun verb, because a lot of things came to mind. And yeah. my initial thoughts, the first thought really <laughs> was uh, that this would be a fun and easy verb to discuss. But what, but. I, but what a surprise I had in store <laughs> for myself as Ooh. I started researching that verb. <laughs> uh, really? Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, because finish, you, you think of finish, and I thought, okay, there's so many ways to do this. Right. However, there wasn't as much information on this verb that was different from the other verbs we have done in the past. Oh. So this was just kind of more of a narrow scope. Okay. And it just kept coming to the, the, the finish. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kept coming to the end that was redundant for the, for the rest. And I go, huh, okay, well, that's kind of different because the other verbs, I was all over the place. Mm -hmm. But this one, I was kind of locked ah. into one specific area, and I thought, huh, all right. Okay. So I don't, I'm not sure what you found, but that's that's what I found. And, and, and at one point in my life, I ran track. Yes, you did. I love the stories about the coach laughing at you, I, yes. and I'm laughing with you when I describe <laughs> that. And, and I hope he was finished when he did that, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but with that in mind, I quickly thought of my training, and I could sure. hear my coach drilling in my head, or in our heads, finish the race, run through, not to the finish line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that just, and that just kept reverberating. And 
and I'll go on. I'll pick up from that. But I, I interrupted you because you were about to say something as I started that thought. No, My, I, I also was got some fun facts about sports and finishing. Um, and I and I was hoping that you would have some stories about finishing strong um, when it comes to racing. So go oh, for it. Well, I, I I I stopped there with the with that finish um, with racing, mm-hmm. but as I just as quickly as as that came to my mind, another coach popped into my head, and this was my tennis coach because I played tennis as well. I competed in high school in tennis, oh. and he always said. You're not finished with the stroke until you follow through. Okay. And so a lot of people just, you know, you, you they stroke the ball. They hit the ball. Ka-thunk, thunk ka thunk And he says, but you're not finished until you follow through. Interesting. And that was always going back. And he would say, your, your racket should be, you know, somewhere in the proximity of your ear when you're finished oh, yep. with that yep. follow, follow through swing. And so, again, those two things kept reverberating. Run through the finish line, not to it. And yeah, don't, I like don't, that. Don't hit the ball, follow through with the ball. And I I'm like thinking, that. wow, okay, yes. You know, I've watched a lot of golf, and I took golf lessons a few years back. So I always keep a spare club in my bag because one of the things in order to finish the um, – as you were just saying, the 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 play in golf is to grab that uh, extra golf club and throw it in the pond in uh, frustration. <laughs> I like. So, how many golf clubs have you lost that way? Well, you know, you get them at the thrift store. Uh, oh, okay. So I've got, yeah, you know, I haven't lost any. I purposely, purposely. purchased them for that purpose because I can't like bend it over my knee in frustration. I'm not, I don't have a strong enough knee. So for me, it has to be throwing it into the pond or the sand trap. So all the bunker, right. The bunker. Yeah. And, and it also, wow. It also kind of says to those around who are witnessing this, all right, whatever they said or did, do not <laughs> say it because <laughs> I don't want to be tossed in that river. <laughs> I wish it worked that way. <laughs> People aren't so much afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> and and just as I was thinking about those two thoughts about yes. my track coach, my tennis yes. coach, yes. I also thought my mind kind of drifted towards jobs that I had. Um, oh. And so I was a I was a teacher. I was a you know I, I was in the military for a while. But I the classes that I taught when I was teaching mm-hmm. and the individuals I had coached in the workplace, I offered a different perspective from what was met with surprise. Mm-hmm. And at times comments such as, I never thought of it that way. Or, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> because it meant a little more work on their part or on the part of the individual who I was suggesting. Um, in case in point, I, I taught organization behavior. And I'm sure... Anyone who has taken a business course and ran through, we've kind of heard a lot of the um, stages of team development. Does that ring a bell to you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. And so, and those, and and I taught it as five stages because there's forming, storming, norming, performing, and Mm -hmm. adjourning. Oh, I've not heard the adjourning parts included. and one text that I used um, did have a journey in there. And so every time I see the the individuals talk about team development, they talk about four stages. I go, no, there's five. There's five. Mm-hmm. 
and the fifth one is adjourning. But what what I suggested to my class, as you as the leader, you as the boss, you as the supervisor of that team, your job is not finished or the job itself is not finished when the project is over. And they go, huh? And I said, no, no, no. I said, because you know what? Go back to the team. Now the team was probably collected um, somehow, either you inherit it or you got to pick it. Most times we inherit those teams, but people mm -hmm. come from different departments in the organization, right? And as they come from different places in the organization, that means that there's a void that they have left because they're now on this team, this task force. And this task force could be developed for what, six months, six weeks, two years, three years. Well, guess what? That job that they left to come join your team is probably gone for them. Mm. They're not going to go back to that job and bump the person out because the new right. person who's in there, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And so my 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 suggestion to my suggestion to them what my suggestion to them was, as you're nearing the end of the project, and and I'm not saying a week before it ends. I'm saying as you're nearing the end of it. So maybe three months, four months, six months prior okay. to that, mm -hmm. you as the boss need to be going back to the places that these individuals came from and say, hey, the project that you lent Wayne to is ending in about six months. Mm. Do you have a place for him when he comes back? Nice. And you as the boss, you can carry that flag, that banner for them for Wayne. And you can, you can go out there and kind of delegate for Wayne and say, hey, look, Wayne is really good. He's he's good at this. He's good at that. He's good at this other. Um, can you give find him a job that's going to be able to enhance those skills or bring out those nice. skills talents that he has? That's going to be good for you. Nice. And so I say, and you have to do that with every member. So that's the adjourning part. When the job is done, you adjourn and you just kind of go back. Well, no, you got to go back to some place. Right. And so as I talk to my students, um, and as I talk to execs when I was doing leadership development for them, um, they would kind of say, wow, never thought of that. Never, ever thought of that. And I go, yeah, you got to think Perfect. of that because right. you've got this asset and they're golden and they've picked up and learned a lot more things. You've got to utilize that or else they're going to be bored. <laughs> right. So anyway, that's 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 my story there. I, I apologize. I, I really like that. No, I really like that point. Okay. And, and, and you're talking of sports reminded me of a few fun facts that I picked up while I was researching. Oh, they are? Uh, most of the points scored in football occur, occur a few minutes before the game ends. Ah. So if you're running out of time, you don't need to watch the beginning, but you definitely need to watch the end. So um, are, you, all, are you saying that we should all just kind of come in at the last four minutes of the game and, and, and watch it? I'm saying that the people who want to leave the game early to get out of the parking lot faster are really missing out on the best part. <laughs> okay. Also, the last seconds in a race determine who wins because every runner waits to give the most effort at the end because they're running through the end. Yes. And then finally, um, in a work setting, you work harder when there are deadlines to meet. Mm. And I have actually I have a good quote uh, from Wynton Marcellus who Aha. said, my schedule is always tight, but I like to have the pressure to finish doing something because it gives me an added edge. Aha, yes. And he was a, a musician, played he what, was. the guitar or 
was it guitar or saxophone or something? I would, I would have said saxophone, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll have to look that up. I'm sorry I didn't research that. <laughs> it's okay. So, <laughs> but just, here's a different yes. response from a guy named Gary Ryan Blair, who said, finishing strong is an everyday occurrence, as there will never be a race, goal, quarter, or year, or day that does not come to an end. And this means that finishing strong is not an act, it's a habit. So, nice. But I'm guessing that when those coaches were telling you how to finish strong in your racing or to follow through with your with your racket, they were giving you life lessons as well. You know, they were. And that's and that's why I suggested as I as my mind kind of journeyed through those two thoughts, it went to immediately to where I was working as well, because um, and I have more to say about that. But mm-hmm. it, you apply that to everyday life, whether it's going to be in a relationship or just at home or mm-hmm. at work. Um, those things all, they 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 cert- certainly still matter. Mm-hmm. And, and they certainly still have something to say. Now, I was watching the, um, I, it was a track meet, a college track meet last night. Um, and they had, obviously, many universities there. But I saw... The my I saw my coach's point again because it's just it is just so well articulated throughout. Mm-hmm. There were three races, at least three races, where one individual was either winning or in second place, and the top two finishers in the heats were were automatically advanced to the finals. Well, a couple people got caught at the finish line because they ran to the finish line while these other individuals ran through it. Yep. And so what that means is when you run to it, you start slowing down because, oh, okay, I'm here. But the other guys who ran through it, as you said, that momentum is still building and they're still churning, they're still striding Mm -hmm. and they run through that finish line, which means they've passed you while you're running to it. Mm -hmm. And, and these guys have scooped, swooped in and taken that, automatic um automatic go to the next next level mm-hmm. because someone ended up short and in business we can't end up short <laughs> you cannot end up short that's true now i said i was going to talk about that a little bit more the okay. saying and you you've kind of said this already the saying success is not final which to me says just because you have come to the end of the finish line, or if you will, you should have already thought of what comes next. So whether you're mm-hmm. in, remember in school, we took examination after examination after examination. Yes. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, I got an A. Well, you're not done. You got another 55 right. examinations coming up. Oh, so <laughs> That exam week or exam week and a half was challenging. Exactly. And, and it worked. It was, in my case, drawing. I used to be a, a technical illustrator as well. And so we had to do drawings and um, drawing after drawing after drawing. So mm. you, you work on one for a week or a day or whatever it takes and mm-hmm. you're finished. Yay. Well, guess what? I, I'm i handing mine in and my boss is giving me two more. Oh, hell. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> my honeydew list is like that as well. <laughs> it's funny how that works. You know, I really like finishing a to-do list. I love checking off those items. But then I thought, you're right. Because there are always more items. As many as I check off, I'm adding more to the end. Exactly. I, they populate. They do on their own, it seems, sometimes. Right? <laughs> right. 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 
what would you like to t- do you have any quotes for us well i did have ourselves? winton there and then gary ryan blair i have one other from louis samperini but you've already said this and essentially he said that's the one thing you learn in sports you don't give up you fight to the finish and so i started thinking of other ways we talk about finishing um other lines that are common in our in our everyday language like from start to finish from beginning to end from end to end uh, completely from one end to the other, inside and out, far and near, and uh, good finish is achieving your goal. Uh, but what? But my mom used to have a saying too: uh, your orthodontist appointment, which is going to be painful, isn't finished until you go for the donut afterwards. Ooh! So that's fighting through the end and not to the end. And that's the follow through. <laughs> yes, that's the follow through. That's- so whenever I have an unpleasant appointment or something, I think beyond it to what pleasurable thing I can look forward to. And when, and when the dentist thinks he's finished, you just then say, are you done? He says, or she says, yes. You go, where's my donut? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been... Um, uh, in a, uh, let's see, a mammogram appointment. And I had an uncomfortable uh, conversation uh, with the technician about what I was and wasn't going to do. And, at the, and I could tell that all the people in the waiting room were listening to me. And that's a highly anxious area. So when I came out of, of that conversation, I said, when this is over, I am so going for ice cream. And many voices said, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> that was, that was. Yes. And, go ahead. Well, I, I, I want to let you talk first because I, a lot of what I researched is more about finishing life at the end, finishing strong at the end of life. So I want to uh, kind of have you talk about during life itself <laughs> and then I'll address those <laughs> at the end of our show. Well, well <laughs> As you I probably t- could tell from the dementia question, but I keep over talking you. Go ahead. No, no, it's all right. I, I took, I, I have taken your lead and I found an article that I liked about finish. Oh, good. Okay. And the article is from, it's written by um, Celestine Chura. And Celestine Chura says that there are 10 essential steps to finish what you start. Mm. And I thought, hmm, that's pretty interesting. Let me read this article. Right. And so I read that, and I have the 10, and I'll just kind of say them one at a time. Okay. Um, so she says, the 10 essential steps to finish what you start. <clears throat> the first one is, be selective in what you embark on. Mm. And I thought, yes, that's that's very cool. Be selective. So that means that you, you know, that you're prepared, that you're ready, that you, and you even think that you can do that. So... Yes. Why, why, why start off on something that you think is an impossible task? Right. So, and number two, estimate the resources you need. I liked that. I did too. Her number three was budget your time and energy accordingly. Excellent. And I'm thinking, <clears throat> yes, that's very good advice. The fourth one was quit being a perfectionist. Yeah, Ooh. I read something like that too. Stop overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> Which I may or may not be guilty of, honey. A, a, friend of, a friend of mine says one of his bosses would always say, because he would see them overthinking, he goes, stop thinking, you're hurting the team. <laughs> <laughs> Her number five, and then I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you um, to, to shed some, some lights of, of encouragement to us. <laughs> Talking about 
10 essential steps to finish what you mm -hmm. start. Mm -hmm. Number five. And I thought when I heard, when I heard, when I read that, I thought, doesn't everybody do this? But obviously we don't commit to it. Oh, okay. So all in and, and it goes yeah. back to number one, be selective in what you embark on. You know, yes. can I do this and commit to it and do it? And I thought, huh, well, these are all kinds of easy things, but you know what? If you really sit down and think about it, maybe they're not so easy for everyone. Mm -hmm. I will come back to the last five after you have shared some more great news for us, please. Okay. I do want to just say, um, when I was reading about teamwork and you were talking about making sure that you have the resources that you need or evaluate your resources, I may have yes. reworded that. Uh some people are natural finishers of group projects and some people are natural starters, but those two people don't necessarily have each other's strengths. So one of the resources I always look for in a project, having learned the hard way, is that I've got people with both of those skill sets because ah. um, it's I'm a good starter, but I need help from a strong finisher as well. Mm, um, and okay. I'm thinking back to a a, a a grant that I wrote uh, looking for recognition for um, a drug-free schools program and mm. uh, it, it, within the school district that I was working. And so it definitely needed more than one skill set to accomplish uh -huh. that task. And then the school district did receive recognition. So that was exciting, but it was definitely a team effort, which is what they were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Nice. Uh, and then I have a great list, but again, I'm going to do it after you finish talking about uh, 10 signs of dementia versus what are typical age related changes. When you think about finishing strong, there's some things you don't have control of. And one of those is dementia. Mm. And so given that, how, uh, how do people like me know if it's dementia or just getting older? So. Okay, good question. Go and that's a great question. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And I'm looking at the finish line. I see it because okay. we're at 2225. Okay. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze through these last yes. five Those of what Celestine told us about the 10 essential steps to finish yes. what you start. Number yes. six, connect with your end vision. Okay, that's oh. self-explanatory, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seven, follow the path of highest enjoyment. I like Ooh. that. I like that. Oh, I like that one too. Yeah, I don't want to do all the bad stuff. I want to just no, do the good stuff. only the good stuff. Right. Yeah, Number, that's where you get a team member to do the bad stuff. That's right. That's right. Yes. You probably like that anyway. <laughs> Number eight, track your progress, which I thought was, you know, I, I thought that was, everybody should be doing that. It, it, that's yeah. just a no brainer. But as I have looked around, not, not everyone does that. And I go, huh, okay. don't, so you don't even know where you are, right? <laughs> yeah. Number nine, celebrate what you've done so far. Oh, I like that too. I like that. And then 10, don't force it if it's not working out. Hmm. And going back to the definition, to finish is to mm -hmm. end the project. If it's not working out, you quit it. You finish it. You say we're done. And you're still committed. That doesn't change being committed to it. That's exactly right. That, yes. You're committed to the to the to what you learn along the way. Exactly. And I had a point and you just said it, I had a point up above that I didn't say, but every job, every 
project, every exam that I have ever taken or tried to uh, to convey to others is really when you're finished with most of those things, you've learned a lot more than what you started with. Right. Never Prob- wasted. Probably you have learned something. Hopefully. You- <laughs> Hopefully, yes. <laughs> and, and I will come back to you because I'm going to hear the rest of what you were going to say because I was really interested in what you were saying. So please okay. go ahead and finish those. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are, I love a good study. There are three studies that talk about how the ending of life affects the desirability of that life. I'm going to run through this quickly. The first is the James Dean effect, which is that a wonderful life that ends abruptly is perceived as better than one with additional mildly pleasant years before the ending. <laughs> So uh, the second one is the Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I'm sorry, Alexander Solzhenitsyn effect. A terrible life with additional moderately bad years is more desirable than one ending abruptly without those less pleasant years. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Mm. And then finally, embedding moderately intense years in the middle of life does not produce as strong an effect as adding those years to the end of life. Aha. Uh-huh. So that, but that being said, what are 10 signs of dementia versus typical age related changes? So I'll say this quickly uh, memory loss that disrupts daily life, mm-hmm. as opposed to the typical age related is sometimes forgetting names or appointments and remembering them later. Okay. Uh, challenges in planning or problem solving, as opposed to occasional errors when paying bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Difficulty completing familiar tasks versus now and then walking into a room and forgetting what you were. Oh no, that comes later. Uh, forgetting how to use uh, to record a TV show or to use a piece of technology. And that's where having children or grandchildren comes in handy. Absolutely. Next one is confusion with time and place versus sometimes confusing the day of the week. Is this Tuesday or Wednesday? That's okay. (laughs) That's legit. Next trouble with vision and spatial relationships versus Normal is cataracts. Mm-hmm. Problem speaking and writing versus having troubles finding the right word. I do Guilty. that a lot. Guilty. Yep. 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 <laughs> misplacing or losing the ability to retrieve your steps. Uh, as a, now misplacing and re re uh, retracing your steps is good. So if you can retrace your steps, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Decreased or poor judgment. Uh, as opposed to uh, bad decisions <laughs> or mistakes now and now and then is the important part there. Uh-huh. Fine. Uh, two more withdrawal from work and social relationships as opposed to just getting tired of having social obligations. Mm-hmm. And then finally changes in mood or personality as opposed to, this is normal, being irritable when, when things <laughs> interrupt your, your process. So it's okay to be forgetful, irritable, and uh, and in denial. <laughs> Phew, I felt much better after that list. So. Okay. <laughs> and thanks for that list. Oh, you're right. Very and, welcome. And I'm also guilty of, I go into a room and I go, now what was I coming in here for? Oh mm. my goodness. Do you walk back into the other room and then remember it? I did retrace my steps. Yes. Okay. So yes. A good tool. Okay. <laughs> and with that, Oh my goodness, I have more Uh-oh. to say, but I can't, I don't, Uh-oh. because guess what? The yeah. clock is telling me it's that time. So she, all right. Would you, would you wrap us up, please? And, I will. And First of all, uh, what percentage of Americans with Alzheimer's are women? I, I, I don't know. Right up at about 75%. Really? Really. Yep. 
Yep. Okay, Wayne, I want to thank you for um, the quote about running through the end, not to the end. And also, how can people reach you? Oh, they can reach me at www.mindsinking.com is my website and my email address, Wayne at mindsinking.com. And you? Oh, my email address is Zeke and Sheila at yahoo.com. Ah. And I'm saying that in a in a smarmy way because I have been so long <laughs> without a legitimate email address. So we do welcome feedback. And if you think our humor is good or bad, let us know either way because we always <laughs> want to make this more appealing to our users. So thank you for listening to us. Thank you, Wayne. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Sheila. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.